Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. You are listening to the 100th episode of the Life in English podcast. What's up, everybody? My name is Tony Kazen, and this is the Life in English podcast. And this is, in fact, episode number 100. Yes. Episode 100. This episode is for any and all of you who are relatively new listeners to the show. Now, if this is your first time listening to the podcast, I'd like to say welcome. Thank you for your time and your attention. All right. Now, I hope you enjoy the show and learn a whole lot with me. Now, if you've been listening to the show for a while now, or even from the beginning, I'd like to say what's up. Welcome back. Thank you for listening. I love you. All right. I love y'all. Now, in this episode, I just want to talk a little bit about exactly what the purpose is of this show, who it's for, and what you can expect to learn or gain from listening to the show. And I'll also talk a little bit about myself so you can get to know me better. Although, if you go back and listen to some older episodes and or continue listening to future episodes, I'm sure you'll get to know me quite a bit as I tend to make my episodes quite personal. All right? Now... This episode was inspired by Luke Thompson, the host of Luke's English Podcast, another podcast for learners of English that I highly recommend you check out whenever you get the chance. Now, every once in a while, he makes an episode just welcoming new listeners and explaining what his show is about and how to get the most value out of his show. So I'm essentially going to do the same thing now. So let's get right into the episode, shall we? All right. Now, the first question that you might have is what is this podcast. What's the Life in English podcast? The Life in English podcast is a show for learners of English who want to improve their English vocabulary and comprehension levels. Now, on this show, I talk about a wide range of subjects from language and culture to philosophy and relationships and traveling. Now, the idea is that if you want to learn a foreign language, you just have to live your life in that language every day. Hence the name Life in English. All right. Our next question that you might have is, is this show for me? 
is the Life in English podcast really for me? Now, although I can't really answer that question, I will say that this podcast is for anyone who's interested in improving their English. It can also be for native speakers who, you know, are just naturally curious about many subjects and want some new ideas or stories to listen to. I try my best to focus on helping you get exposure to the English language without having to listen to like boring grammar lessons for an hour. You know what I mean? And don't get me wrong, I will be teaching you a lot of English, but I'm always trying to find the right balance between education and entertainment. So you might also be asking yourself, how long have you been doing this, Tony? Well, I've been podcasting for three years now, and when I started this show, I had absolutely no idea what I was doing. I was producing videos for another YouTube channel at the time, and I just wanted to give my students like more materials to help them improve their English. And after listening to hundreds of episodes of the Joe Rogan Experience, I felt inspired to start my own podcast and just see how it would evolve over time. You know, now during the last three years, there have been times when I would upload a new episode like every 10 days. And there were also times when I would go three months without posting an episode. And I guess that inconsistency is the reason it's taken me so long to get to 100 episodes. Right. But it's not really, you know. The number of episodes that's important it's it's more so you know what i've learned along the way and how many people have learned and been you know inspired from listening to the podcast i really think that's what's important and that's honestly why i'm still producing episodes and i have no plan of stopping anytime soon so you also might be asking yourself who are you sensei kaizen well that's a very philosophical question isn't it Very philosophical. So I'll try my best to give you an idea of who I am without going too deep. I'm a 26-year-old guy from the United States who just loves to teach and learn new things. I've lived in 12 or 13 different cities. I kind of lost count, to be honest. But I know it's 12 or 13. And um, although I hated moving around so much as a kid from city to city to city, uh, it did give me a chance to be exposed to this beautiful country and its people And I really appreciate that as an adult. I honestly don't consider myself an English teacher. You know, I'm just enthusiastic about languages. I'm a native English speaker and I'm good at teaching, you know, but I've never gone through any like formal training or received any certifications that say I'm qualified to teach my language to other people. I started teaching English back in 2018 to make some extra money. It was just like I had a full time job and then I started doing that part time. Because I was already getting more and more interested in learning languages and I was teaching to some of my friends and language partners. So um, it was a YouTube. Con- I was making YouTube videos, like I said, and this guy asked me, do you give private classes? And I had never considered actually doing that before. So I just tried it one day and I liked it. So I started doing that in my free time. And shortly after that, I started teaching full time and eventually I started this podcast. And now I run a landscaping company in a small town outside of Atlanta, Georgia. And when I'm not doing my job, you can almost always find me doing some type of creative work like this podcast or photography or making music or playing soccer or just watching movies and reading books. Uh, At 26 years old, I'm still trying to figure out exactly what I want to make of my life and who exactly I want to be. But one thing I do know, however, I said that wrong. One thing I do know, however is that what I most want to do with my time on earth is travel. I just want to travel. And like, if I could travel the world with just like a backpack and a camera, you know, working on photography, playing soccer, meeting new people, 
and learning about different ways of life and culture, I would be content. I'd be good. Then eventually, like, you know, as I get older, like settle down somewhere and find a way to make a significant positive impact on public education. I think that would be dope because art and education are two of the things that I'm most passionate about. So I believe I'll be working in either of those industries or both for the rest of my life. Now, you might also be asking yourself, what's your teaching method, Sensei Kaizen? I like to take the casual approach to the teaching process. In every episode, I talk about a different idea or story or aspect of life, and I try my best to speak as naturally as possible without losing you in the process. I don't like studying and Grammar lessons have always been boring to me. So if I need to teach you something like that, I always try to use some form of entertainment to keep it engaging for you, you know. And it's funny because I speak Spanish and Portuguese. So theoretically, it would be easier for me to help people who speak those languages because I already understand the way they think. You know, I understand which mistakes they're going to make and I can help them to start thinking in English, I think, a little bit more easily. It's just easier when your teacher understands your native language and, you know, you can always communicate with them in your native language if English is too difficult for you at the moment. However, my philosophy is essentially all English all the time. You know, I don't really believe I can help a Spanish speaker, for example, become fluent in English if I'm speaking to them in Spanish all the time. Now, I understand that beginners need this type of support, but that's why I typically don't work with beginners it's just not my specialty i'm really good at taking like a pre-intermediate learner of english to an advanced level that's what i'm good at you know so in every episode i do my best just to talk to you like i would talk to a friend always teaching and explaining things when necessary but just really talking to you and helping you get more exposure to the language and um, the culture that you're actually going to experience if and when you come here to the united states Now, another question you might have is, will this podcast really help me improve my English? And I'd like to say yes, absolutely. But it really depends on a few things. The first one is how often you listen to the podcast. This one is probably the least important because the episodes will always be there so you can watch and listen whenever you want or whenever you have time. But obviously, if you're listening on a regular basis, it'll be more beneficial to you. Now, the second thing is If you're listening properly or not, it's not enough to just click play and have the podcast playing like background noise while you work. Learning from podcasts requires active listening. So you need to be playing, not playing. You need to be paying close attention to the words I choose, to the way I structure my sentences and also the intonation of my speech. These are the details that will help you speak much more naturally, you know, So you should also be writing these observations in a journal or something like that and reviewing them weekly because it's so easy to forget these things. So revisiting your notes is extremely important. I want to not going to read that entire paragraph again, but I just want to reiterate or reinforce the importance of what I just said. If you're going to be listening to this podcast or anyone's podcast or consuming any English material that is meant to help you learn English more effectively, you know, faster or whatever it is you really need to understand the importance of listening properly it's not enough to just click play and listen one of the things that helped me become fluent uh in two foreign languages and the same method that i'm going to use for any other languages i learn 
is just active listening. Now, if you've been learning English for some time now, you've probably heard that term active listening and then also passive listening. But what I'm talking about is if you're watching a TV show, for example, because a lot of us like to consume music or movies and TV shows because it's just more entertaining to learn language that way. And it gives us context as well when we're trying to learn the language. It's not enough to just watch and say, oh, I'm, I'm studying my English. I'm getting exposure. That's cool. But if you if you're serious about this and you really want the most effective way to learn a language, you need to take it a step further and really pay attention to, like I said, the way the intonation of somebody's voice changes when they say certain words or use certain expressions, their facial expressions when they say certain things. That's going to help you understand what they mean to say, even if you don't understand every single word. You need to pay attention to the context of a situation. For example, this person is in the kitchen cooking dinner and her husband comes in and says a particular thing and then she has this facial expression or she has this reaction. Her intonation does this certain thing. What you can do is put yourself in that situation and say, well, what might I say in that situation? Use the clues, the intonation, the expressions, the facial expressions to kind of understand what's going on. Did he say something that made her mad, that made her laugh, that made her happy? And use those clues in that context to kind of understand and get an idea of what's going on. And then write down the words that were said. Go to Google Translate. Translate the words. Find a language exchange partner and ask them, what does this expression mean? In what context can I use it? You know, is this offensive? Is this formal? Is this informal? And everything I just described is just a piece of it. I could talk for three hours about active listening and how to do it properly and how it's beneficial to you. But I'm just trying to say that's just one simple example that I can give you of how if you're serious, then you need to be doing those things to improve your language skills. It's not enough to just be passive and listen to things in English. That will help you, but take it a step further and I guarantee you, you're going to see better results faster. All right. And lastly, you need to be practicing the things that you learn with this podcast. You know, there's a, uh, I guess it's an expression or an idiom, I don't know, in English. And we say, if you don't use it, you lose it. I'm sure there's a bunch of, you know, you might have the same expression in your language. I'm sure it's said all around the world. If you don't use the information that you learn, you're going to lose the information that you learn. You need to put it in practice. So if you're not using the new words and expressions that I teach you, you will forget them. Guaranteed. And that's why I'm always encouraging you to find a language exchange partner. You know, in the future, I plan on making an episode about how to find a language exchange partner and also how to have the best experience with them. But I won't do it now because that's not the focus of this episode. So just look out for that in the future. So another ep- another episode you might have. <laughs> another question you might have is what level of English is this podcast for? I would say this podcast is mainly for intermediate speakers and above. Now, I have talked to some people who are pre-intermediate English learners or English speakers, and they've told me that they learn a lot by listening to my podcast. But I talked about a wide range of subjects on this podcast, and some of those subjects are a little too complex for beginners. That's just my opinion. However, I still think that if you just keep listening to the podcast again and again, the same episode multiple times or just episode after episode, You know, also reading the transcripts and consuming the bonus materials and things like that and just training your brain to comprehend the language. I do think that you will naturally start to understand me very well, even if you can't speak like me. You know, that just comes with time and practice. All right. And you also might be asking yourself, should I do anything else other than just listen to your podcast? I would say absolutely. 
Absolutely, 100%. Now, as I said before, the basic concept behind the title of this podcast, Life in English, you know, the basic concept behind my language learning philosophy is that if you want to become fluent in a language, you have to live your life in that language every day. Now, obviously, I know, let's say you live in Indonesia or Japan or Mexico, whatever. Obviously, most people around you don't speak English. I think, I just imagine. Or you have to go to work and you're not speaking in English. You go to school, you're not forced to speak in English. You watch TV at home, it's in your native language. But what I'm saying is you have to create opportunities to practice your English. Even talking to yourself, I know it might sound a little crazy to you, but I do it all the time and it's a really, really, really effective way to force a foreign language into your life or to just talk about the things that you're doing at home. Like, I am cutting chicken, I am pouring water. I'm eating dinner. It seems really simple and like almost too easy. You might get that impression, but I guarantee you, man, it's it's like wax on, wax off, like Mr. Miyagi or whatever his name is. Just the simplest motion that you think is so unimportant, so mundane. But when a real situation comes, that muscle memory that we like to call it, just after doing that same thing so many times... Just it's natural to you. You don't have to think about it. So it's the same concept or philosophy when we're talking about living your life in a language. If you can just create the habit of forcing English into your life, forcing yourself to think in English and speak in English every chance you get, even if you're by yourself, when it comes time to speak to another human being, it'll already be so much more natural to you. So it won't be so stressful. It won't give you so much anxiety and you'll be able to just focus on the conversation and communication and be able to express yourself, and you won't regret having spent all that time choosing to live your life in English instead of making excuses like, oh, nobody speaks English here, all right? I'm not going to get too deep into that. I can already feel myself going off in a different direction and a different subject, so I'll talk about that more in the future, all right? Let me um, get back to the point. Like I said, that's the basic concept of the Life in English podcast. You should definitely be doing more than listening to the podcast. You need to live your life in English. So a couple ways you can do that is, number one, I recommend you find a language exchange partner as soon as possible. Do not wait. You may feel like you're not ready to start having conversations with people, but trust me, this is something, how can I say? This is the most important part of becoming fluent in any language is finding someone to talk to. And like I said before, I could talk for hours about that, so I won't do it now but find yourself a language exchange partner. You should also be writing every day in English. And a simple way to do this is to just buy a journal or a notebook or just use like Google Docs, for example. It's free. And write about your life in English every single day. And it, sh- it really should not take you more than five or ten minutes to write about your day. It's not going to take a long time or a huge commitment on your part. You just have to choose to do it every day. Just write. Maybe not even about your life. Just write about anything, something that interests you, a new thing that you learned today or an experience that you had, whatever it is. And this will force you to learn new words and expressions without the pressure of a conversation in which someone is expecting you to reply immediately. When you're just writing on pen with a pen on some paper, you can take as long as you want. There's no pressure. If you're just typing on Google Docs, nobody's waiting for you to express yourself. So you can take your time do your research, translate things. And that's the point. Um, Getting back to what I was saying earlier, if you're talking to yourself or if you're writing every day in English, you're eventually going to find words or expressions that you don't know, but you need to know. 
And that'll actually save you time in the long run because you might be asking yourself, what should I learn? Should I learn expressions, vocabulary? Should I learn grammar? Should I focus on this? Should I focus on that subject? And then you just waste time because you don't know what you should be doing, so you do nothing. But if you're talking to yourself in English, eventually you're going to want to say something and you won't know how to say it. So in that moment, you can go to Google Translate, find the word or the expression, and now you have an idea of how to say it. So you're literally just focusing on what you need to know. And you know that you need to know it because you just tried to say it and you didn't know how. So now you know exactly what you need to study. And that's the benefit of just living your life in English because you're constantly going to be finding yourself in situations where you don't know how to say something, but you need to know. So you just focus on that, study that, practice that, and then you keep building slowly on top of that knowledge as opposed to just consuming a bunch of random stuff hoping that you remember it when the time is imp- when it comes time to use that information hopefully i'm making sense i'm not reading my notes anymore i'm just kind of speaking as i'm thinking so hopefully that makes sense let's get back to my notes because that way we can save time now listening to music and watching movies in english is also going to help you a lot and i'm sure you know that but there are passive and active ways of doing this like i said before Most people think if they just watch Netflix in English, that means they're learning English. However, I think you need to take it a step further and take notes while you're watching TV. Like I said before, write down new words and expressions. Pay close attention to the context of the situations, you know, because language, especially the English language, is so heavily dependent on context. So if you can learn how to use context correctly, you will learn a lot faster. I promise you'll learn so much faster. All right. Um. Where was I? Ah, okay. So I'll go into detail about that in another episode. I've probably said that two or three times now, so I won't say it again. Now, finally, you should also be reading every day. We've talked about listening properly. We've talked about speaking every chance you get. We've talked about writing, but you should also be reading every single day. Now, you don't have to read a book, although I do think that's a great way to learn new words and sentence structures and things like that. But you could just read like a news article every day. You could read a blog post every day. Let's say you're into makeup. Read blog posts about makeup. Maybe you're into technology or soccer or whatever it is. Just read blog posts. You don't have to read an entire book, even though I recommend you do both. All right? Now, the point is you need to train your brain to consume the English language every single chance you get. It's just like any other skill. A musician doesn't just pick up a trumpet and start playing like Miles Davis. You know what I'm saying? You know, The, the musician has to learn how to read music first, how to clean his or her instrument first, and listen to other musicians to get inspiration, to see how it's really done. You know what I'm saying? And most importantly, the musician must practice, practice, and practice some more. It's the most important thing. So to sum it all up, or to summarize, you will learn a lot about English and about American culture by listening to this podcast. But... You should definitely be consuming other material in English and most importantly, speaking English every chance you get. All right. Next question. Are there transcripts for this podcast, Sensei Kaizen? The answer is yes and no. So if you go to my website, lifeinenglish.net, not .com, lifeinenglish.net, you'll see that some episodes have transcripts and other episodes do not. Now, I've been thinking about creating some bonus materials for each episode, like detailed transcripts or detailed video and audio explanations of each episode, 
of all the vocabulary and the cultural references and things like that, even behind the scenes videos and maybe even a monthly Zoom call or something like that for people who are serious about proving, proving, serious about improving their English speaking skills. So you can um, learn more effectively with the podcast. I've really been thinking about creating all those materials every month. So once I get all the details figured out about how I'm going to do that, I'll be sure to update you on that um, in the podcast. All right. Another ac- another question you might have is, what accent do I speak with? Not you, but me. What accent do you speak with, Tony? Right? Now, it's really hard to say because I was born in Virginia Beach, Virginia, which is technically on the East Coast, but it's considered the South for some strange reason. Uh, but I moved to California when I was three years old. And I spent the first half of my life in many different cities in California, from northern to Southern California. But then I moved to Atlanta, which is also definitely in the South. And I spent basically the second half of my life in the South, in Georgia and Texas. So I would say that I speak with like a West Coast accent, but there are definitely times when the Southern kind of starts to come out, whether it be words, expressions, or if I'm talking to a certain person. But I would say for the most part, I talk like your average person from California. You know what I'm saying? I try to speak as clearly as possible when recording this podcast because I know that most people haven't reached like an advanced level of comprehension yet. But the truth is, I really don't speak that fast. You know, even with other native speakers, I don't I don't think I speak that fast. Like the way I'm speaking right now is typically the way I would speak to a native speaker. I just enunciate less or use more colloquial words when I'm talking to a native. And just in case you don't know, enunciate just means In basic English, it just means to pronounce a word like clearly and completely. So if I'm speaking to a native, I probably enunciate less and I use more colloquial words or expressions or things like that. But if I'm talking to you on this podcast, I try to pronounce my words a little more clearly so I know that you can understand what I'm saying. And I might not use as much slang or expressions or things like that. And if I do, I always try to explain what I'm saying so that I don't lose you when I use those colloquial words and expressions, you know. Now, providing all the bonus materials that I talked about will allow me to speak much more naturally and allow you to understand every word. So I'm pretty excited about that. And like I said, once I get all the details figured out about how and what I'm going to produce as bonus materials for you, I'll let you know about that. All right. Now, Another question you might have is what exactly can we expect from each episode? Well, if you look at my past episodes, you could say that I talk a lot about philosophy culture, business, and life lessons. Those are just some things that I'm really interested in. So I'd like to talk about them. But these days I've been thinking a lot about how to make the show better. And I really think that I need to start exploring like some new topics. After all, this is life in English. And there are so many different aspects of life that we can talk about. So I'd like to say in the future, you can expect variety, if nothing else. And what I mean is you can expect a bunch of different subjects to be discussed on the show. For example, I'm interested in using interviews, movies, TV series, and music to help you learn more about not just the language, but the culture. And at the same time, I'll still be releasing episodes that are focused on useful vocabulary that will help you start communicating more effectively much faster. So like I said before, the perfect mixture of education and entertainment. Hopefully. Now, most episodes are anywhere between 15 and 45 minutes long, and I record almost every episode by myself. Now, I would like to have more guests on the show in the future, but we'll see how that goes. 
you know. So since it's just me recording the episodes, I typically get right into whatever the subject is. I really don't like wasting people's time. So every episode is essentially me saying hello, me talking about the subject and me saying goodbye. You know, that's pretty much it. Now, Another question that you might have is what are your favorite episodes, Tony? Well, to be honest, I think I have a lot of room for improvement in terms of the quality of this show. So I don't think I've recorded my favorite episode yet. But there are a few episodes that come to mind when I think of this question. And those episodes are number 32 which is choices, number 39, which is stop talking to yourself, number 46, or and number 46, which is how writing can make you a better speaker. Those are three that come to mind when I think about this question. Another question you might have is, do you have a team of people working who help you produce this podcast or your videos and stuff like that? And the answer is no, I do not. Everything I've ever released on my website or social media was created by me. I write and record and and edit everything by myself. I do have a lot of like innovative ideas and things I would like to do in the English education industry, but it's just me right now. So I can't do too much at once, but hopefully as these projects grow and things like that, I'll be able to um, start working with other people to produce better content and more content and work on different projects. But uh, one thing at a time, you know? Another question that people might have is, are you on YouTube? And the answer is yes, I am. My plan now is to record a video version of every podcast episode. So from now on, you can watch if you want. And I also might be creating some like vlog style videos so that you guys can see more of life here in the U.S. And, um, you know, just the day to day or different places to visit, different places to eat and things like that in my city. So look out for that as well. So if you want to watch these episodes on YouTube, you can go to youtube.com forward slash life in English, and you'll find me there. Now, the last question here that you might have, nobody's ever asked me this, but, you know, if you go to my website, you will notice. You might be wondering, where is episode number four? Because if you go to my website, you'll see that it has a list of episodes, and it goes one, two, three, five, six, seven, eight, all the way up to 100 now, and number four is just missing. And, um... The reason for that is when I started this podcast, I was working on a different YouTube channel and I was uploading the videos there. It actually started as a video podcast and I was uploading the videos there. And when I stopped working on that channel, I deleted the videos without saving them. So when I started my new podcast, I couldn't find episode number four anywhere, not on my hard drive, email. I I just couldn't find it. It was nowhere. So Episode number four was about uh, my trip to Mexico and what I experienced while I was there. And I'll probably record another episode about that experience at some point. Um, But episode number four, man, it's just forever missing. We'll never hear it. Just gone, man. But it is what it is. So that's really it, man, for this episode. Hopefully now if you still with me at this point and this is your first time listening to the podcast or you're relatively new Hopefully now you have a better idea of who I am, what this podcast is about, what you can expect from the podcast, how to use it correctly so that you get real value from the podcast and um, my plans for the future with the show, you know. So like I said, I hate wasting people's time, man. I'm not going to keep you any longer. Hopefully you enjoyed this new, this little episode. There are times you ever get to a point where like you're just talking a lot and you're trying to focus on what you're saying 
and you're not really focused on saying it anymore, like, I don't, that probably doesn't make sense. But you just start, like, talking over yourself, and it's like, blah, 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 blah. and in your mind, you said it perfectly, but it just didn't come out that way. It happens to me all the time, especially when I'm recording a podcast, because I'm so focused on, like, saying it clearly, and getting my point across without, like, talking too much and going in circles with my words. And at the same time, like, focusing on actually saying the words correctly. Anyway, you don't care about that. But I hope you enjoyed this episode. Hopefully you learned something about me and this podcast. And hopefully you're excited to listen to more episodes. And matter of fact, just so you know, the next episode, I'll be talking about hotels and tourism and what I think is missing from the industry. So be on the lookout for that. It should be about a week before that episode comes out. And um, that's it for now, man. So if this is your first time, welcome. Thank you for your time and your attention. If you've been listening to the show for a while now, let me just say one more time. I love you. Peace. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.